It doesn't strike any of us as strange that the church invites us into larger life in all sorts of ways and in all times. And sometimes it can be unfortunate that we as human beings can see these invitations as the church telling us what we should do and what we should not do, what we should take up and what we should let go. This is a shame. But we get it because none of us wants anybody or any entity telling us what to do. So often we believe ourselves masters of our own fate. And who is this person? Who is this entity to tell us what to do? It's irritating. I get irritated also. And over and over again, when it's possible for me to come to myself, I know that whatever I am considering taking on or giving up, whatever that is, if I am irritated about it, it is often the case that I should do it immediately. The idea of taking something on actually comes from this gospel we have just heard where Jesus is talking about taking up the cross. The idea is that during this season of Lent, we might take something up and Lent encourages us to turn our focus from inside of ourselves to outside of ourselves. There's something to think about. When we actually do take something on or drop a habit that does not glorify God, are we only going to do this for the season of Lent? Are we going to go through all of the trouble and consternation and then just simply pick this back up at the end of Lent on Easter Day? Do we take up a new practice for our own fulfillment or in response to God's call and command to be His followers through His Son, Jesus Christ? Our Gospel shows us an interaction between Jesus and the disciples. Jesus is describing for the disciples the events that will happen to Him. That the Son of Man will undergo great suffering eventual death, and then rise again. And over and over again, I'm struck by this interaction between Peter and Jesus. Peter's not hearing any of this, and he takes Jesus aside and rebukes him, as the Scriptures tell us. And then we hear these famous words in the old language, it's, Get thee behind me, Satan. And I feel for Peter. If someone you loved, someone you cared about, told you that all sorts of terrible things would happen to them, even if they thought these things were necessary, wouldn't you be like Peter also? 
Wouldn't you do everything in your power to dissuade them? And it's been on my mind that perhaps something else was coming over Peter. Could be that he loved Jesus so much that he just couldn't bear the thought of that. But in my more fleshy side, and knowing how hard Lent is for me personally, I wonder if it is that the idea to follow the Son of God wasn't always going to be about spectacular healings and miracles. Wouldn't Peter have a thought that if he was going to follow Jesus that maybe these sufferings and these sorts of deaths would be his also and not just Jesus? I'm not sure Peter was ready to follow the Lord after Jesus spoke these words. It gets people to thinking. It doesn't sound like Peter was ready. So the question is, are we ready? We also have heard these words of Jesus. Are we prepared to follow Jesus through his journey? Jesus is asking us to walk along a path with him that will change us beyond the 40 days. To take something up or to leave something behind for good rather than for the 40 days. Jesus is talking actually about permanent change, life shaking change. Jesus is saying, you give me your life and I will give you back a life so changed you won't recognize it. This is the kind of giving or giving up that we don't want to do. To be sure, if we think about the ways that we give, we give of ourselves, our money, our time, our possessions, our intellectual efforts, and we're usually willing to do this until it does not impinge on our free will. We'll do this until we don't feel like we're taken advantage of. But you see, Jesus doesn't see it this way at all. To live, you must give. To save, you must lose. Indeed, Jesus asked the question, what can you give that equals the gift of your life? Unless we give up what we are holding on so tightly, we will not be free to reach down and pick up the cross for ourselves. I assume since we're gathered here that we actually wish to be on this journey with Jesus. We want to pick up that cross, though it seems hard to bear. His path for us seems painful. But the invitation 
to the fullest sort of life that Jesus says is available to us is only through that path. It's the invitation that will meet our deepest hopes. It is the invitation of life itself. And what would we give to walk on that path? Jesus says, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For the second week of Lent, we are forced to hear these words of Jesus in the context of an invitation. Not in the context of somebody asking us to give something up, but in the context of somebody saying, come and receive this which you may not be able to understand right now. It's the gift that comes after something hard is achieved. So here's something for you, for your meditation. Perhaps most of us are old enough to have awoken one morning and say, is this all there is? I've achieved a certain level. I have achieved, perhaps, family, friends. I have gathered things to me. Is this it? We now have the invitation to go beyond what we believe is our limit. We now have the invitation to abundant life, to community, to peace, to forgiveness and purpose. Lent is about trying on a new set of spectacles where we can see just dimly what Jesus is offering us. Where it doesn't seem like all we have to do is give, 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 give. But the invitation could seem about unburdening ourselves so we can walk freely towards the Lord and enter into this larger life of true abundance, true forgiveness, true purpose of life. Try to get some time this week and just simply ask, what could I unburden myself? 